You're listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. As always, thanks for tuning in. Last week on the show, we began a conversation about two ballot proposals Detroit voters will see next week that deal with medical marijuana. They would ease regulations on how medical marijuana facilities operate and where they can locate in the city. We spoke with Councilman James Tate, who wrote Detroit's existing ordinance on medical marijuana facilities. And we spoke with Jonathan Barlow, who is with the group that collected signatures to put these questions on the ballot. At the end of the conversation, we thought there was a lot more ground to cover on that subject. So we've invited the two of them back today to hash out more of the issues. So joining us now is Jonathan Barlow, the spokesperson for Citizens for Sensible Cannabis Reform, which collected signatures to put these proposals on the ballot. Also here again is uh, James Tate, the Detroit City Councilman who represents District 1 in the northwest area of the city. James and Jonathan, welcome back to Detroit Today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners, about this. Uh, What do you think of the two proposals that are on the ballot? What do you think of the medical marijuana issue more broadly? Are you concerned about where dispensaries, for instance, ought to be located? Are you concerned with the concentration of dispensaries in the city of Detroit? Uh, do you think that this should should have us do this differently, should have us approach the whole idea of licensing and regulation differently because of the number of Uh, facilities that we have here in the city of Detroit. Uh, Give us a call if you live in the city and and think uh, this has an effect on your neighborhood or might. Uh, Also, give us a call if you live outside the city and talk about uh, what you think uh, the city ought to do, how that ought to affect the region. How do we get to this more from a regional perspective? Perspective 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put your comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we will work your comments into the conversation. Uh, James and Jonathan, I will start with the two of you. Uh, the, the the idea that um, I, I want to get to the idea of who, who should make these decisions. James, you worked a long time, really hard to, yeah. to try to come up with uh, these ordinances. <clears throat> you got your colleagues on the city council to, to go along and, and pass it. At the same time, Jonathan's working in that from the people's uh, angle, I guess you would say, getting uh, citizens to sign petitions to put it on the ballot. Is, is there a tension there? Uh, is there a tension in the city between what the city council wants and what the people want? So I think uh, what the city council wants um, and what the people want is really on the same side. Um, we this this ordinance, the two ordinances that were passed um, this a uh, couple of years ago, uh, they went through public hearings. We had citizen input. Uh, we had input from the industry. Mm-hmm. We had input from experts from the health uh, perspective. So we had in, input from government. So it was input from all different sides. Now. You'll have individuals say, well, no one called me. Well, that's never the case. You don't end up calling everybody 100%. But we had people that represent, we had individuals that represented every entity um, that would touch this particular uh, industry. And so um, I don't ever have a problem with a ballot initiative uh, because if people are able to and willing to go out and sign a signature, um, 
it now comes to a point where people will have to put up a shut up. Right. Uh, if you don't like these facilities in your community overrunning your neighborhood, then you'll vote no. If you don't have a problem with it, then we'll vote yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm a solid no on both. Right. Uh, Jonathan, do you think there is a tension between what the people want and what the council uh, is doing? You went out and or your group went out and collected signatures, got enough to get this on the ballot. Are you really are you representing the people or are you representing the industry? Right. The dispensaries who want these regulations changed. Several numbers that I throw out. One, the city of Detroit threw the citizens of Detroit into a panic and into a fear by telling them there were 280 plus dispensaries in the city of Detroit. No one has validated that number. No one can tell me where that number came from. That's point number one. Point number two, there's over 300,000 patients registered in the state of Michigan. With that being said, there are approximately, I believe, somewhere in the 25 to 30% of them residing within Wayne County. That's a huge amount of patients. Those are the residents. Mm -hmm. Those are the citizens. Mm -hmm. Those are those who rely on medicine on a daily basis to make it through with whatever pains they're actually experiencing. So then the other number that I'll throw out there is the $12.5 million worth of revenue that the city can very well uh, generate by allowing a minimal of 100 licenses. And they don't have to be dispensaries. Let's stop making this conversation about dispensaries, even though the city wants to make that a push and that effort to blow up the dispensary conversation, but this is way more about just storefronts. These are about facilities, warehouses, small niche facilities, which deal with testing and more technology, but this deals with the industry as a whole, and Detroit is going to miss its mark, and that's why citizens should vote yes. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. No surprise, we have a lot of people who want to participate in this conversation. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Let's go to Jason in Dearborn. Jason, welcome to Detroit Today. Hello. Hey. So my comment was, uh, I just think it's kind of weird that we even have dispensaries, and uh, I'm not for or against. I just think... Um, we should just kind of say what it is, because if it's a medicated drug, then why isn't it in a pharmacy? Why isn't the medication process, you know, there's it's even different to be medicated for marijuana than it is for any other drug. So it's like it's not a medicated drug, but then again, it's also not a recreational over-the-counter drug. It's like this half step. So yeah. it's just kind of a weird thing anyway. It's like, why do we even have... It's a great question. Recreational or, or do yeah. it through the pharmacy like it's everything a, else. It's a great question, Jason. And, and in fact... I will go so far as to say that if this were something that people were picking up in drugstores like other medicine, I don't think it would be as controversial. I don't think you'd have as many people uh, complaining about it. But but let's talk about uh, let's talk about why that's true. Why why is this not in the drugstore? Well, that's, the reality is it's still a, a, like a it's schedule illegal, a, right? <laughs> schedule a <laughs> narcotic, which it really shouldn't be, in my opinion. It, it makes no sense. It's certainly not on the same level of uh, cocaine and heroin and all of those other uh, type of drugs. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, uh, when we crafted the ordinances. Um, it was clear that the citizens of the state of Michigan were clear. They wanted medical marijuana. And I'm an individual that has compassion. I'm also someone who's a policymaker. So for me, it was not about let's make sure that we never, ever, ever have uh, access for patients to have 
uh, cannabis. What this was about is what does it look like in the city of Detroit? Mm -hmm. And so when when Jonathan talks about the 279 dispensaries that we found, uh, we found them through (laughs) weedmaps.com, but we also found them through looking at these facilities eyeball to eyeball, individuals in the building and safety um, and environmental department. We had folks who were actually going out there on the ground. We had uh, citizens who would come in and tell us, hey, this one doesn't look like, it looks like it may be a dispensary. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We would check it out, and sure enough, it may not have been listed on weedmaps.com <laughs> or anywhere else, uh, but that's how we found out that particular information. Um, when we look at the numbers of patients as well in the county, that's what we're talking about the county, but we're still talking about how many in the city of Detroit right. in terms of dispensaries and if we want to talk about manufacturing that potentially be coming from the state. So I personally think it makes sense, financial sense for the city to opt into the state's program if we're going to allow for medical marijuana to exist, which we do. So that's not even the argument. The argument, Stephen, is why should we allow these facilities to be placed next door to our daycare centers? And that's one of the protections that was ripped out of the ordinances that we put in place. That is a very, very vital issue. And that's one of the things that if these proposals pass, it would change. Right? It would absolutely change if, yeah. if anyone votes yes on it. Yeah. Why, why shouldn't we be concerned about where these facilities are, Jonathan? Why shouldn't we be concerned as Detroiters about the concentration of them? Let's, let's forget about where that number comes from. I live in the city. Yeah. I drive uh, 8 Mile. Yeah. I drive Davison and exactly. Livernois. I mean— there's a lot of these facilities. Yeah, every every building that, uh, that's green is not a dispensary, for one. Okay. I mean, BP, the gas station, is green. And <laughs> <laughs> it's not a dispensary. Well, However, you might, you might see, based off of the way that I know Detroit is, you might see several gas stations still selling illegal marijuana. And that's part of the reason why we're making such a big push and an effort to get these safe atmospheres available and open, not only for Detroiters to invest in, but for also patients to get access to medicine in. You have never heard an elected official talk about what it takes for a patient with fibromyalgia to make it to a center to be able to get their medicine. Mm-hmm. You never hear that. You never hear anyone talk about the 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 possibility of an atmosphere having to having a patient go into it and it not be safe. You don't hear those type of talks. So what I have to do is challenge all those who say we don't want dispensaries next to our churches or next to our daycares or next to any particular uh, community uh, landmark. Um, I have to say this. One, if you can pull the crime data for all these uh, dispensaries and the crime data surrounding that that dispensary in that community, you will find that these dispensaries have actually helped the crime statistics and increase the amount of safety that's taking place in the neighborhood. Why? Because a lot of them are electing into green light, the green light program. Sure. Two, many of them, is, the majority of them have 24-hour security. Where are residents in Rosedale Park or anywhere paying for 24-hour security or getting free 24-hour security? It's not happening. Yeah. In addition to all the video surveillance. So in, in our eyes, we're creating better, safe routes for schools. We work with as many nonprofits and community organizations as so possible. You, I mean, your argument basically is that these are these are community resources as opposed to community detractors. Get this: if our elected officials, as well as our uh, other community organizations, would do more engaging than doing opposing, then they would have solved their problems a long time ago. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to the phones. We got a lot of folks who want to participate in this conversation. Tom in Detroit. Tom, welcome to Detroit today. Thank you. Thanks for having my call. Sure. Um, I'm I'm uh, I'm 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 with the uh, gentleman that's with the uh, 
uh, coalition. I agree that, um, that that the dispensaries are good for the city. Same with the processing centers. Um, if you look at property values uh, of like commercial properties, those have all increased. Uh, like the gentleman said, that they actually decreased the crime in the in, in the neighborhoods. Um, and and we've got to stop this like narrative that uh, cannabis users are inherently evil people or they shouldn't be near children. Um, these are our neighbors, our friends, our parents, our kids. Um, and, and, and it's about time that we stop this like rhetoric that was really rooted in, in, in 1930s language that was, that was based on racist propaganda. Um, you know, so I, I don't understand the, this false equivalent, uh, equivalency between, um, cannabis users and, um, you know, not safe for children or not, mm-hmm. not say, you know, they shouldn't be around children or churches or, or yeah. things of that nature. Tom, Tom, great point. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll give you a chance to, to answer James Tate. Why are we, why are we concerned about whether they're next to churches or schools? Let me just say this. I never brought up crime. <laughs> you know, I've talked to patients. But if it's not crime, it, then what is then, the, the, it's the environment. It's the smell. Uh, I, I, I recall driving down uh, eight mile. And there was this place called the Green Cross. You literally can be at the stoplight and you can smell it outside you of can, the building. You're saying you can smell. You can smell the marijuana. And not burned marijuana. I'm talking about you know, the, just the, the, the marijuana the stock itself. Of it the inside. stock there. Yeah. And you can smell that. And I believe those are conversations, certain conversations you shouldn't have to have with your children until you're ready to have those conversations. And when you look at the business owners, if you talk to those daycare center um, uh, operators, they don't want them next door. That's why you don't have them. That's why we have drug-free school zones, sure. right? It's the same concept. So for me, when we get into this argument of crime, and that's not the only argument. It's about what is it that the community it's members a, want to in see. In your mind, it's a life. cultural question as much as it is all together. It, I don't bifurcate and just say it's crime because everyone who smokes marijuana is not a criminal. Right. Uh, I know that clearly. But what we have to have the conversation about is what do we truly want our neighborhoods to look like and what kind of voice do the people who live in the neighborhoods where these facilities, whether you're talking about processing or if you're talking about dispensaries, what kind of voice do they have and what yeah. voice should they have? And this, yeah. the, the ballot initiative also removes that voice from the Board of Zoning Appeals. They, they won't That's have problematic. to go and, and, and do that. That's right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about medical marijuana and the proposals that will appear on the Detroit ballot next week. Stay with us and stay with us on the phones. Lots of folks want to talk about this issue. 313-577-1019. We'll be right back on Detroit Today. You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. And as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Jonathan Barlow and James Tate. They sit on opposite sides of the issue uh, revolving around the two ballot questions that will be on the Detroit ballot next week about medical marijuana. Call and tell us what you think about these measures, about medical marijuana more generally. What do you think ought to be done? Should we be more accepting of this in the city? Should we be uh, more easy in the way we license these things? Should we let them be in uh, places that they're now not allowed? 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. That's 313-577-1019. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page, put your comments there, or uh, go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today. We'll work you into the conversation. Matthew in Detroit, you're up next. Welcome to Detroit Today. Yeah, hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? 
Wonderful. Uh, I guess my comment is uh, uh, in per- uh, pertaining to uh, the council members' uh, statements uh, pertaining to what the city looks like. What do we want our city to look like? Um, well, drive down eight mile. What do you see? You see liquor stores and you see strip clubs. What's the difference? Um, furthermore, oh, but, let's, but Matthew, I mean, yeah. okay, but let's say that's true that there are too many liquor stores and strip clubs. Do you do you want to make that worse or better? I guess is one of the questions, right? I mean, you're you're almost making the point that we already have a problem. Why would we want to aggravate it? Well, I I don't know. I don't. I, I just I I think that's a fault in logic, to be honest with you. So you're you're insinuating that. Um, adding a marijuana storefront or dispensary to that setting will aggravate a problem that already already exists. Well, I think it aggravates a neighborhood. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I live in the city. I don't want I don't want this on my street corner, right? Okay. Why not? Why Why are you accepting of, of uh, the a same reason I wouldn't? Alcohol? I'm not. I, the same reason I would say I don't want a liquor store on the corner. Um, okay. Now let's, let's back up to one other point. Um, and that is that of the odor, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, in your, in your previous segment, we just discussed uh, the the industry in southwest Detroit, heavy industry, mm-hmm. that is actual pollutants. Yes. And where are we at on regulating uh, those issues? Yeah, that's a great now, we're question. We're talking man. about literally an innocuous odor coming from a plant. So we, we've spent um, generations demonizing a plant simply you know, and, and, you know, y'all understand the, the, the racist undertones here, but we demonized the plant so that we could imprison uh, blacks and Latinos. And yeah. it still happens yeah. today on a disproportionate yeah. scale. I, uh, Matthew, I, I really appreciate the call and the comments. I'll give you guys a chance quickly to respond. No, I, I, think, I think what Matthew, the uh, caller, was trying to get to was this. Um, there's a very big sentiment and a stereotype being built that Marijuana facilities can't control their order. Right. Odor. Um, the issue is, is that no one that make that wrote the ordinance or has subscribed from elected officials' pos, pos, uh, position of opposing what we're suggesting should be in place. None of them understand how the industry controls the odor, and so because they have not engaged because they haven't simply just asked all dispensaries to put a filter. And the interesting thing about it is uh, Councilman Tate brought up a location on 8 Mile called Green Cross. Mm -hmm. Green Cross is one of the reasons why we're making such a big push towards creating a more consistent process and taking the power from BZNA because Green Cross should have never been approved. BZ, Green Green Cross was approved by BZNA, so that should show you the that current process it, it, it got through the current process because the current process like is the, not working. Do you feel like the new process would have kept that from the opening? new process? Will hopefully allow elected officials and BZNA or whatever department continues to help to regulate the industry. They hopefully they will start to engage in a work study group so that there can be more fruitful yeah. relationships. Yeah. Green Cross is closed though, so I'm not sure. Which, Green which Cross one. is open. It was approved. It was originally applied for by the as the Detroit Caregivers uh, Center, and now they've changed their name to Green Cross, and they sit not too far from Greenfield and Amon. Oh, so they changed the location? Well, no, they changed the name, okay. and, and and they allow, and they actually they apply under two names. And which was in the ordinance for them not to put yeah. any green symbols. So on they showed you that the industry is willing to do whatever no, no, it takes it, no, to no, try no, to get no, 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 no. It, no, it shows that our process, <laughs> the process, is not being uh, 
uh, focused on or dealt with consistently, yeah. and that's let's, why we've asked uh, for BZNA to there's, be taken there's out. There's another call I want to I want to make sure I get in before we run out of time here. Pamela in Sterling Heights. Pamela, welcome to Detroit today. Quickly, we've got to get to your point here. Hello? Uh-huh. Go ahead, Pamela. Hi, yes. Um, I just wanted to say um, I'm a medical marijuana card holder, and um, I I kind of agree and disagree with some of the points of the ordinances. I don't really think that we need more of them. I go down there all the time. I I, I don't have any problem with accessibility. I'm able to get in really quickly, get what I need, and get out. But I do think that we need, like, later hours. 8 o'clock is really early. It's sometimes hard for me to make 8 o'clock to get what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really my only complaint. But I... But I do drive through all the time, and I, there's one on Gunston in particular. I always think all the time it's kind of an eyesore. painted like purple and green. <laughs> there are a lot of dispensaries, I think, that opened up at the beginning that closed down pretty frequently, and they're just abandoned, and they look yeah. kind of tacky. So, exactly. I mean, I kind of see both sides, but I do. Yeah. Pamela, I, I really appreciate the call, and I'm really glad we got you in there. I think that's a really nuanced perspective mm-hmm. on this. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. of course, we are out of time. We could talk for this uh, about this for, for several hours, I'm sure, and the callers would be all about it. <laughs> uh, but uh, James Tate, uh, city council person, Jonathan Barlow, spokesperson for Citizens for Sensible Cannabis Reform, thank you both for being here on Thanks Detroit again, today. Thanks Appreciate it. All right. Remember, tonight, 6, a. 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at the Anchor Bar on the Fourth Street in downtown Detroit. Uh, smart politics, pre-election smart politics. Come out, have a beer, talk about what we will see on the ballot next Tuesday in Detroit. It's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University.